Hi, welcome back to Campus Under the Sun. It's your host, Tito On, for CKUT 90.3 FM. As promised, for this episode, we are going to focus on McGill and talk about its teaching policies, which influence who is teaching and therefore what is taught during the summer. I will also go over the new models of academic program delivery, which is a working group making recommendations on the future of teaching. Specifically, I'll focus on what it says about the summer term. But before addressing issues specific to McGill, I want to talk about intensive learning and its benefits and drawbacks in general. So to talk about the benefits of intensive learning, I'm looking at the article Comparing the Effectiveness of Intensive and Traditional Course by John V. Cusera and Don M. Zimaro, published in College Teaching in 2010. Um, the original premise here is that intensive courses would be less effective than traditional ones, at least that is a claim made by many in academia and present in the collective mind. However, research seemed to demonstrate otherwise. And indeed, academic research concludes that intensive learning is as effective and maybe even more than traditional learning. That might be because students who take an intensive class are more motivated, contributing to better results. Still, there is no evidence that intensive courses hinder teaching in any way. An intensive course, because of how short and condensed it is, makes students less likely to procrastinate and make them more focused as they do not have to, well, focus on many other courses. So that's definitely one of the advantages. And that is also the feedback that I collected through my interviews. Like students said that because the classes were so short and intense, they had to keep up with the material, which was definitely intense, but not too much since they only had one subject to focus on. So with that being said, I'll conclude this part about intensive learning by saying that there are definitely benefits to it, at least in terms of learning outcomes, which is similar, if not slightly better than with regular courses, making it a possible and interesting alternative to traditional teaching. Now, let's talk about McGill specifically. I want to talk about the guidelines for faculty regarding course and teaching relief. That's literally the name of the webpage dealing with the subject. It's something that I stumbled upon in the same article that I mentioned last week from the Tribune entitled McGill needs a complete summer term. In this part, the article sums up that professors are expected to dedicate half of their work time to research-related activities. So factually, if they're already teaching their 10 to 12 yearly credits during the fall and winter, they are most likely to use the summer for these research-related activities. That means that graduate students or PhD candidates are most likely to step in and provide that teaching relief over the summer. So this article that advocates for a complete summer term also explains that McGill would need to reform this current system 
if it really wants to transform its strategic development for a complete summer term. Then I want to say that all that stuff on the McGill web page wasn't very clear. They are only guidelines after all, and therefore each faculty is the primary decision maker in this process. I've seen that some tenure professors were teaching a summer course, but it is true that from what I observed, a majority were PhD candidates or young profs, um, which is not a bad thing. They need to learn how to teach a class and will most likely put the best effort into it because they have the stress and pressure to do it very well. And even though a summer class is intensive, in every sense of the word, well, it is a smaller group of students making it more manageable, at least in this way. So I would conclude that taking an intensive summer class seems like a great opportunity from an academic perspective. Then, of course, I've talked before about the economic challenges and everything, but from a purely academic perspective, it would seem to be a good idea. But now, let's look at what McGill's considers for the future of its summer term. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, McGill set up a working group on new programs of academic delivery, which is a subcomedy of the provost office. N- not to be lazy, but to give you some information about the purpose of such a commission, I'm just going to quote the first paragraph of their website which is um, the McGill University Strategy Academic Plan includes a commitment to supporting pedagogical and curricular innovation and a diversification of on-campus academic programming and modes of delivery, including alternatives to traditional degree organization and academic timetabling In broad terms, university leadership will encourage and support a culture of calculated risk-taking with a commitment to ensuring agility, efficiency, creativity, and organizational learning across all our functions by eliminating barriers to change and through institutional support of the pursuit of new challenges. That was beautiful. So... It is about a lot more than the summer term, and it sounds very bureaucratic and frankly quite impenetrable at first read. But um, basically, this working group emerged from the revolution that was the COVID pandemic and the forced online learning that happened throughout 2020 and beyond. And its role was to imagine and integrate this future of learning into the practices at McGill, I'm guessing that one of the main concerns and point of interest was online learning and its sustainability and viability and the economic challenges that it brings because sure, you might be getting the same educational content but you're not using the same space so why would you pay for that? And then students are also not contributing as much to the campus economy and yes, I'm partly referring to the overpriced food on campus. So to sum up, this working group is tasked with presenting the new and alternative way of learning that will shape McGill in the next decade. At least 
that is what is presented. And for what really interests me here, it is also tasked with assessing the alternatives to the conventional academic calendar. So that basically means like reforming the summer term, at least partly. And indeed, alternatives to the traditional calendar is the second thematic area of focus of the working group. The first one is trends in teaching and learning. And the third one is development, assessment and innovation in academic programs. But let's focus on the second one though, alternatives to the traditional academic calendar. The paragraph about it basically sums up the current situation. That is that students take part in 13 week long semesters of 12 to 15 credits and that the summer period is long and mostly inactive. And it presents that this status quo might not align anymore with contemporary interest, such as experiential learning, study abroad, work integrated learning, part-time study, etc, etc. Therefore, a more complete summer semester, or here they are actually talking about a more developed summer offering, could present an opportunity for more flexibility for all these different forms of learning and credit-bearing activities. And of course, um, there are costs associated with enhancing the summer term. But one of the idea is that since uh, more students uh, than now would be registering during the summer semester, that would bring additional revenues. Uh, and also this might attract a new population of students with which who would then also bring additional revenue. So that was the premises and presented goals uh, of this working group. And now let me quickly talk about the update and feedback from, or I guess after spring 2022. First, in general, the people ask for more clarity about the purpose of the new models on academic delivery, which I think speak to two things. First, the complicatedness and impermeability of the bureaucratic process and probably also the fact that people are used to the way things currently work, so they might not see and understand the need for reform. Another concern, more focused on the summer term, was about the challenges around resources and capacity, and about their reform to the summer offering. It looks at restructuring master's non-thesis programs to make them 12-month programs among other things, but it also notes that it most carefully considers staff and instructors' capacity and interest. So that's about research, vacation, and workload schedule and concerns. And finally, another concern was whether a more substantial summer offering would attract new students or simply spread out the, exa the existing pool which highlights the economic concerns that work behind all that. So all I just mentioned was from their latest update webpage. I don't have a specific date, but it's definitely after spring 2022, since they mentioned the feedback they got then. And now let's have a look at the most official document I found about the working group. I mean, 
just make it a PDF with a title page and it will look official enough to me. But here I'm looking at a memorandum and Merriam-Webster tells me that uh, this is an informal record or communication and here it was presented to the Senate. Um, specifically the subject is update on new models of academic program delivery and it is dated January 18th, 2023. So just a couple months ago. And specifically, the document presents the draft recommendation to the Senate, and I quote, for information, discussion, and feedback. And this memorandum identifies 13 recommendations in five thematic areas. The one that interests me here the most is increasing offering in the summer with a goal of increasing access increasing efficiency of the use of our campuses and increasing revenue generation. One of the short-term recommendation is basically the same thing I just quoted. McGill will increase offering during the summer term with the goal of increasing access, increase efficiency around the use of space and infrastructure and possible options for increased revenue. But um, this will take another work group by the enrollment services to support a cohesive vision and strategy for summer offerings. So that's basically their first recommendation. And the second on this area is also something I already mentioned, that is to say the 12-month non-thesis master program, which would then fully use the summer to make it, yeah, a 12-month program. And finally, the memorandums deals with the next steps, including finalizing the reports for the provost and vice principal before March 1st, 2023. I haven't seen anything else about that, so I'm guessing it hasn't been made public yet. And hopefully I did not just miss it. Um. I know all this was very complicated, very confusing, very bureaucratic. Um, but it shows that McGill is looking at what the summer term or what the summer time could be and could be used for. And also, I think all that inner working of the university is fascinating, especially because as a regular student, you don't hear anything about it. Maybe the student newspapers will briefly talk about it or something like that, but there are no organs feeding you a comprehensive and yet complete summary of what is happening. And I don't pretend to do that here. Like, I specifically focused on the summer term when the working group touched on so much more. But that's crazy that we don't hear about it because at some point it's going to affect us, students. But this is only one instance of things we don't really hear about. Another example that comes up to mind is the sustainability program at McGill. Like everyone, I saw the signs popping up on campus last fall. But what is it truly about? I have absolutely no idea. And there's also the fact that the McLennan Library is going to close for a while and that most of the books will be unavailable for a while and they're going to be moved right off the island. That is big news. 
and that is going to impact so many students, as McLennan is the primary study hub on campus, and yet, I feel like most students aren't aware of it, not necessarily because they are not interested in the topic, but because the information has not reached them. And in this sense, I think McGill must do better to reach and inform its student population of the changes in its policies and on campus. I guess I should try to conclude now. It is crazy to think that this is basically the end of this series of Campus Under the Sun. It was very interesting. I love doing my little research. I love doing the interviews, the editing, the whole thing, really. I came into this project with little opinion about the summer term. The whole goal was to discover more about it. And now, do I think it's a good thing or not? Well, it definitely has a place in the university scene and in the college experience. The students I talked to all had positive things to say about it. Do I think McGill should move forward with a fuller summer term? Honestly, I don't know if there's a huge market for it. That is pretty much what the working group is researching. So I'm gonna let them do their job. But um, if we forget the university's economic interests, a fuller term would definitely fit some students' needs. But... Uh, that's not the society we live in, so yeah. Um, however, despite hovering over 500 courses, I think the summer term is still largely underexploited and could be much more integrated into students and academic life. I think the current intensive learning organization works for many students and it is beneficial to them. However, as I said before, I do love my vacations. And I think a real break, whether being a couch potato or traveling, is absolutely necessary at some point. So in its reform, McGill should definitely integrate a real and formal break if it also wants to have a full summer term. In French, we have the saying, il faut que jeunesse se passe, which literally translates to youth needs to happen. And it is used more or less ironically to excuse the mistakes that young people make, just like you would say, boys will be boys. But um, what I'm trying to say here is that break and traveling time is formative time. And students should have the opportunity to experience that. Well, these will be my last words. That was Campus Under the Sun. I was your host, Tituan for CKUT 90.3 FM. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the sun, enjoy the summer, and be ready for September. <laughs>